We've got some hey, it's Luis, and I'm Luis, and you're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turn into profit. If you'd like to learn more about how to turn your content into profit, go to contentisprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just realized I deleted like half of the intro. Yeah. I'm just setting did, up today's episode. You did the episode. wrong cheat sheet, man. Yeah, Come on. It's fine. okay. It's okay. It's all good because today we have an awesome guest. He's going to bring up the heat, guys. He's going to talk about how to master money. Doesn't matter who you are. All right. I like this topic already. I like it. I like it. Fancy, do we have a sponsor today? Indeed, we do. Thank you for asking. And your sponsor for today's episode is The Biz Bros with Content Momentum. And you might be asking yourself, what is Content Momentum? Well, if you are listening to this long-form content, this podcast, or you produce a long-form piece of content like a video like this one, I I got all mixed up right now. (laughs) It doesn't matter. If you make long-form content and you want it turned into value-packed bite-sized assets, so then you can set into social media like little minions and get you clients then we want to help you out all right reach out at biz bros call on instagram on facebook wow that was you a tough it. one you got oh. through it guys oh. if you want to listen to the right intro to the right fancy <laughs> to everything right please do not forget to subscribe hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at the biz bros co today he has a little bit of a concussion so we're, we're good we're I, good i've heard that is if you smash <laughs> the subscribe button the concussion goes away but guys <laughs> if you go. find this episode impactful please don't forget to share it with everybody and and leave a five-star review. Thank you. That's right, guys. So first of all, I have one word for everybody. Referrals. That's right. We often forget to ask for referrals. And guess what? They are very important. That's how we got today's incredible guest. It happens to be interviewed. His bi- it, it, hold on. It happens. We interviewed his business partner. Shout out to Chantel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when we asked for referrals, she pointed out it's today's guest. Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. And today's topic, it is pretty amazing, too. We could say it is somewhat of a taboo topic. We're going to be talking all about the bacon, the Benjis, the mula, or as it is commonly referred to in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, money. Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> I hope you are ready to change all those beliefs that are holding you back from filling up your pockets. With, mm. with what? With money. That's right. <laughs> Today's guest is also great at listening to his clients and find exactly where they are, what's holding them up, and showing them what they need to do next. He has also taken his financial practice to number one nationally using pivot for profit principles. Pivot with profit principles. Pos- yeah, let's do that again. Pivot with, with profit. profit. That's principles. right. That's right. That's right. But his biggest achievement, persuading an amazing woman to marry him and two beautiful children. Yes. 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 Let me tell you, that is heartwarming guys i know fancy has well, not mastered that one yet i have not i have not, indeed. not please welcome <laughs> pivot with profit master amazing husband and father mr dollar dollar bills money man Myers. let's go Go, baby. Hey, man. How are y'all? I think we need to talk about the concussion a little bit more. Yes, Ooh, please. You just walked over that. You got a concussion. Hey, it's crazy. It, it was a tough one to pull this through. You know, like let, let me tell you, I had this filter in my computer that it like takes the blue light away. 
So everything looks very yellowish. And the part of my script that I have to read is red. So it like it blends in with the screen. It was so difficult to look at it. And, and I don't know why it didn't occur to me to change that right now while I was reading. So I'm like struggling right here. But yeah, it's it, it's a good deal. Well, we're, we're, so we're so excited to have you yeah. here, man. Like just the way that we've been able to connect like through the online world, right? And, and I think, you know, we'll get to this uh, with the, the amazing thing that you're doing with Pivot with Profit. Uh, so I just want to thank you for uh, being so patient and uh, just staying there through that rough <laughs> intro that we just had. I hope that was funny. That, that's the beauty of, of doing these things live. It is what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, you don't need to, to be apologetic or anything. That was an amazing intro. I, I, I feel sorry for guest 102 because y'all set the bar so high right now. That's I amazing. Know. Thank you. Absolutely. You deserve that and way more. Will, why don't you share with us a little bit of, of your story? I told you like behind cameras that I was listening to your show and you have this amazing story. You can share that one or whatever you want, but like, let's get to know you a little bit better because I, I really want the people to understand who you are and what you're doing, what you're doing today. Absolutely, man. Well, thank you for asking me that. And I love I love the frame of your show, Content for Profit. And I think that deep down inside of me, that's what like I think profit is what it's all about. And I think freedom is what has always been deep, deep, deep down inside of me. It's something that I've always wanted. And um, and I was fortunate enough. Like so when when I was young, I, I graduated high school at 17, not because I was some brilliant guy. It's just happened how my birthday fell. <laughs> But my mom, when I went to college, I went to study civil engineering, and my mom told me that um, I should go spend time with this guy that she grew up with. He worked his way up to becoming a multimillionaire. She goes, I want you to go to school at Texas A&M Kingsville. Now, to give you guys in Florida a little bit of an idea <laughs> where Kingsville's at, just think about going out in the middle of nowhere, and then you're going to put a college right there. That's where I went to school. There's like nothing around. It's Fonzie. the worst place you can be at school. Fonzie, yeah. Fonzie yeah. knows yeah. A, a little bit about I, it. I can visualize <laughs> that, you know, because I went to school in Wichita Falls, Texas. So pretty much pretty similar situations. Yeah. So the, the other nowhere. The other the, nowhere. The yeah. other college. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, they're on the other side of, other side of Texas. Exactly. And, uh, I can't believe you know Wichita Falls. That's awesome. Yeah, you and I, we just became brothers. We just became let's, long lost brothers. Let's man. go. So, Dang it. I, I'm just going to put this out there. Point if you Fonsi. would have to pick a bro right now, I mean, hey, which it's one not would fair. We're starting the show, Fonzie. So, uh, Chris, uh, sorry, Will, uh, unofficial, unofficial competition here. Apparently, people have been voting for their favorite bro. And I'm winning by a landslide. <laughs> So we, we need by a lot. Yeah, yeah, by a lot. Yeah, you can just you can just pick me at the end of the episode. That's fine. Okay, sorry. Continue with your with your amazing story. It's not about us, Fonzie. I'm just going to throw this out there. There's a there's some kind of other election going on in the United States. It doesn't seem nearly as important. No one cares about that, that one. About this election right here. Thank you. Wow, wow, this thank is the you. real thank you. Th thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so I went to um, I went to study civil engineering at Texas A&M Kingsville, mm. and my mom said, "Hey, go study civil engineering. That's great, but come home and spend time with this guy because he came from nothing." Do now, do y'all know anything about Shiner, Texas? Have y'all heard about Shiner? No, absolutely not. I have no idea. Nothing. Okay, well, if you do know about Shiner, Texas, there's only two things in Shiner, Texas. There's Shiner beer. How many of you like beer? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a beer guy. We're racing our hands, yes. <laughs> and football, that's it. And this guy came from nothing to do that. Now, to give you a little bit of background of where I came from, my mom was a glorified secretary. My dad was an air conditioning guy in the state of Florida, in the state of Texas. Mm. Air conditioning is a really popular thing. I mean, I'm a yeah. fan. Uh, yes. We cannot live here without an AC, just saying. 
Just saying. Is there a better? Is there any better invention than air conditioning? I don't know. No, it's, it's rough. Gotta be yeah. Top <laughs> top, yes. It's gotta be top three. It's gotta be top three. So anyway, my dad was an air conditioning guy, and in the summer times, I would be in the attic, like running duct work and doing all this stuff. So like, my family worked really hard for money, but we never, we never had a lot of money. And yeah. so when my mom told me this to go spend time with this guy, he knows something about money that we don't. I'm a good son. I listened and I followed what she said. And so in, in one of the first interactions that I had with him, I realized right away that wealthy people look at money differently than my family did. Mm. And that was very disturbing and very shocking to me, but it also opened my eyes. And it was almost like I was looking down these two paths. Like I can pick path A, which is how I was raised. And to give you an idea of how broke we were, like, okay, let's play a game. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say how broke I'm gonna I'm gonna give you an idea of how broke we were. Then you two say how broke were you? Okay. Sounds good. Let's you ready? Okay. Okay. Okay, guys. I'm gonna give you an idea of how broke we were. How, how broke, broke were you? Is that good? <laughs> <laughs> we were so broke. We were so broke that my family they got gift cards, right? So just to give you an idea of how broke we were, we got they got gift cards from their job. They worked in the city of Austin. My my dad was AC. My mom was uh, secretary. They took their gift cards to the sporting goods store and they bought a tent with their gift cards. They were supposed to buy work boots. How messed up is that, by the way? Mm. So they got, <laughs> instead of work boots, they combined them, got a tent, and we went on our first family vacation in a tent. But that's not all. Guys, you want to know how broke we were? How, how broke were you? We were so broke that once we finished that vacation, now this is a vacation in a tent, camping outside, outdoors, in Texas, in the summertime. Mm. How pleasant Ooh. do you think that was? It was well, miserable. Yeah. But we were so broke that we took the tent. I don't know if I should say this publicly, but we took the tent. We returned it to the sporting goods store to get our money back to go like buy dinner. So that gives you an idea of like where we came from. Like my first mm. vacation as like a 10-year-old, yeah. our first family trip was on borrowed money tent camping. No offense to like the tent campers. In the audience, like if I don't know if anybody's serving that niche, you know, the yeah. tent camper, I, anyway, maybe no, probably. <laughs> so that's how broke we were. And then yeah. I realized right away that my family, here's the big thing, thinks differently about money than the wealthy people do. Wealthy people mm -hmm. think they think about everything completely different when it comes to money. And that was my first path. That was my first, like, at 17 going, oh my gosh, I have like, this is a major life choice. Yeah. Am I going to do what I've been taught and trained? And there's a lot of pool to that. There's a lot of cultural pool and family pool and, you know, loyalty and all that stuff to just do what your dad and mom say versus what this new it's. And it was almost like, like fog, like you're walking down a dark path and you don't know what, the, what's going to be beyond your next yeah. step. But that was the path I went down and it changed my life forever. And so to kind of bring it full circle, um, I bought my first house at 20 years old, following the principles that he taught me. Wow. So I started mentoring with this one multimillionaire at 17. I bought my first house at 20. Um, my wife and I bought our first rental property at like age 23. And then I retired my wife at 25. And now I do what I want, when I want, with whoever I want. It's true freedom, which is what I've always been about. It's not about, for me, it's not about money. It's about the freedom. It's, I just, if I want to hang out with you guys for like 10 hours, can, can I do that? You know, like, Let's I just want to be happen. able to do that. Let's do it. You know, yeah. So we, we're going to have to, we have to go visit Austin. You know, we, now we, now we have a, like legit, like a, a lot of content is profit people 
in Austin. I think we should meet, do a, reun a reunion Ooh. in Wichita Falls. No, 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 no. You, you guys will no, be no, alone. No, no, nope, no, no, nope, no. in the middle of nowhere. No, thank you. Or in Shiner, Texas. <laughs> okay, we can do Shiner. Dude, we can do Shiner. Yeah, do Will. I, yeah. I, I love that story so much because it resonates, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we grew up in, in Venezuela. Third world country. Uh, we we were not like poor, but we weren't millionaires either. Like we we had a very very close family. Uh, we we had opportunities going on vacation together, right? Like m where most of the country is, you know, below the line of poverty, and now even more, right? And that's the reason we we're here. We've been here for 10 years, and hoping we can get back, go back, and, and help as much as we can. But you know, our dad, which we love. And adore because like he made us like he's our rock right like he made us who we are too but the belief of money I don't think he was there right like right now like the the last few years we've been going through this transformation this growth period especially because we started to invest in in coaches that we believe in that that are where we want to be right we started to have these amazing conversations in the podcast with people like you right and now the perspective starts to change and we understand now how people think very differently. And our dad was the guy that would walk around all weekend, Friday through Sunday, to find out these soccer shoes that are $5 cheaper, right? And it was like three-day, like, experience of going to buy these shoes because they were like $5 cheaper, right? And and that, to me, that marked me, right? You know, we have several experiences like that. And now we're trying to change that, right? Because before it's like, okay, getting money, like, is hard. Or like, it, it was, the dynamic was very different because our mom was like, she's one of those that are like, If you believe it, it will come, right? Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, it will be here, right? And my dad was the complete opposite. She's, he, he was, like, worrying all the time. He's like, man, the money and, and this. And, and it was a very weird dynamic at home. So that's why this resonates so so much. It wasn't like our parents were like, go find, go learn about these guys. We find out very, like, late that we had to go do that, right? And I'm like, man, how fortunate are you? Well, that, that, you know, from that age, you were like, man, I'm learning from these amazing people. So for those listening, right, if you haven't done that, please go ahead and find that person. Find those guys. Find those shows. There's so much information out there that you can pick and choose from. And, you know, Will can be a great, great person for that. Or another plug for Continuous Profit, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, I agree with what my brother said. You know, it's very relatable in that sense, growing up with what you could call false beliefs around money, right? Yeah. Which I feel a lot of people know. And it is such a a broad topic, I feel, money, right? And understanding money and especially now that we become business owners, it's a whole different deal, right, with tax and all that stuff. But I'm curious, right, in your journey when you you met this guy, right, and he started mentoring you. What were some of the challenges that you went through? Because you said it was like like being surrounded by fog, right? Like I'm guessing you didn't know exactly where you were going. It was like one lesson at a time. But, you know, what were those challenges trying to get rid of your, your false beliefs around money? And what were those false beliefs that you later managed to recognize, right? And said, wow, I believe that around money that is totally false, right? Because maybe by, by going there... We can help some people relate, right? Maybe you can help us relate at some point and elevate our money game. Yeah, that's such a good question. And I remember I remember some of the pain I went through to find the answer. So thank you for asking that. I'll give you two things. Um, back to uh, Luis, when you were talking about your dad hunting all weekend to find a pair of shoes $5 cheaper, that gave me like a flashback to, to my dad. And my dad 
did a very similar thing. So here's the thing, like, the, here's the crazy thing about false beliefs. I've always said that our brain is a giant justification machine. Like this mm. thing is always justifying. And in like, y'all are brothers, I've got two sisters. Like sometimes I would agitate my sisters, no matter like no matter what their argument was or belief was, yeah. I would agitate them and just pick the other side and argue it just to like mess with them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that happens. So, like, that, that happens with my wife all the time. Like she does it to me. <laughs> just saying. Uh, Source something. And it, no, it's okay. It's okay. She doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> We've been throwing rocks at her all 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 season because she doesn't listen. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm, I'm sure she listens to it secretly, and one day she's just gonna be like, bam, 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 just. I'm just trying. To, I'm just trying to make her listen. That's fine. that's fine. It's okay. Sorry, Will. Yeah. So tangent. We tend to do that here in the show lately. Apparently, continue. No, please. it's all good. So, so like y'all know this. You can pick a side of an argument yeah. just to mess with your brother, or just to mess yeah. with your sibling. But you can argue both sides, right? So yeah. this is a giant justification machine. And what's really interesting is like just like your, you would watch your dad go hunt for soccer shoes, I would see my dad like drive like across Austin, Texas to go find gas for like a nickel cheaper. And oh, wow. I, in my mind as a kid, I'm like, dude, five cents, you got a 20 gallon tank, yeah. five cents times, you saved a dollar, dude. But we spent 30 minutes driving there and 30 minutes back. So mm. here's the thing, like you, we can justify ourselves because from my dad's perspective, He would go, well, dude, I just saved five cents a gallon. And on the surface, you go, that makes sense. You saved money. So if it's a money conversation, you feel good. You feel good about yeah. your decision. And I'm not beating anybody up for saving money. Yeah. But wealthy people don't look at money that way. Wealthy people will spend money to get time, where broke people will spend time to get money. And that my dad was that. So, Luis, going to your question about what were some of the false beliefs I didn't realize that was a false belief. And it, that's what's mm. so scary and sneaky about false beliefs is that I didn't know that was a thing that's holding me back because on the surface, I can justify that I'm saving money. I'm going out there, I'm trying to save money. But here's yeah. the thing. There's a limit to how low you can take your money. And if you're not taking notes on this Profit With Content podcast, what's wrong with you? You better be taking <laughs> notes every time. If you're you. not, start right now. So. Here's the thing. You can only drive your savings so low. Like there in Jacksonville, Florida, you can't rent a place below 500 bucks or 900 bucks a month or something like there is a floor to mm -hmm. what it's going to cost you to have a roof over your head. Yeah. Right. So instead of focusing my energy and effort on reducing my savings, which you got to make sure you're not spending on dumb stuff for sure. Let me put my energy onto growing my income, which this was a switch. And I'm going to give you the principle here in just a second. This was a switch that flipped in my mind and I had to battle it for a little bit because I didn't realize it was a false belief. It kind of snuck up on me. Yeah. And then if I put my energy instead of trying to reduce my savings, like instead of save, let me save 50 cents and cut coupons. Let me grow my income. Let me increase my skill set, become a better person, become a better speaker, become a better whatever skill set that I can go out there and give value to the world. The world will give me money back for the, the level of value that I provide. Let me put my energy in that because there's no cap on income. You with me on that? Yeah, yeah. So so that was one of like the, the big first things and the principle behind that, the first lesson I learned in my mind, there's a bunch of them, but like the first one was that money's just a game. Yeah. The wealthy people look at it like a game, like anything else, like content is profit. Like there's a way that we can figure out the algorithm. There's a way that we can figure out the conversions of how we can make content turn into profit. Would you all agree with that? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, that and many right. more things. Not just yeah, the algorithm. It, it, it's just the game. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and so once that's the first thing. So once you realize it's just a game, now you just need to figure out the rules. Mm-hmm. And once you know the rules, you can play the game better. But the second thing kind of gets to like a deeper level about like like if I'm thinking about spending money, I'm thinking about it from two frames, like kind of a lens I look through. Is this an asset or is this a liability? A liability is something that takes money out of my pocket. Like like in the new PlayStation 5 is coming out. The iPhone 12 is coming out. There's a way you can justify buying a new phone and like, hey, it's a business, you know, all that stuff. But is it going to put money in your pocket? An asset is like a rental property. It puts money in your pocket. And if yeah. you want freedom, you want to have enough assets that put money in your pocket that pay your bills. That's freedom. Then you can step away. Which content? Oh, so content good. is an asset. Yes. Thank you so much. Wow. wow. Like, I'm with you 100% because, like, to, to me, like, that's the thing. Like, so here, like, growing up, right, we were like, hey, dad, hey, mom, we, we need money. And they're like, figure it out. Like, well, my dad was like, figure it out because, you know, like, I'm not going to give you money. That's it. <laughs> or, like, we have to, like, go wash the cars or do the, you know, do the lawn or, like, figure something out. I remember making this presentation, trying to buy my, cell, my first cell phone, right? Like, hey, here are all the benefits and stuff. And I was selling completely wrong there. I wish I had uh, Continuous Profit back then to sell, you know, to sell my, the phone to my parents. Mm-hmm. But, we, you know, we, we had to figure out. And then here, that's a conversation that, that I have with my own family, you know, my, with, with my wife. Uh, in my head, I'm like, hey, at some point, I would love to build my own home, right? And in her mind, because she she's not an entrepreneur, right? Like she she works uh, as a pharmacist, completely different, you know, mindset, the way that they grew up, the way that we're being developed right now, uh, which is fine, which makes an interesting conversation. But I'm like, hey, babe, like I would love to build my own home the way that I want it, right? With the yard that I want, with the pool, with a soccer field in the back to for Luca to play, right? Like, I don't know. And she's like, oh, my God. That's so expensive. Like, how do you know? Like, first off, how do you know? And second, my mindset is like, if it's X amount of money, I'm going to figure out how to make that amount of money, right? So I think like people on on the day-to-day might be stuck thinking, well, because I have this limited amount of money that I get because I work a job, then all these other stuff is unachievable, whatever that is, right? Uh, more school, uh, assets, uh, you know, rental properties, right? Like it might be very difficult to get there because the mindset doesn't allow you to do that. Now, one of the things like for us, when we first started this, okay, how can we get there? Like, right. And that's why we decided very early that we don't want a job, right? We used to have jobs to, to help pay for bills while we built this, right? For, to get started, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it's like the amount of money or that I need or assets that I need to get that freedom, to get that time, to bring our family here, right? That a job is not going to give it to me in, in the time that we are planning to do that. So we got to figure it out. And I think that mindset for me personally, there was a massive shift that I had to do. And then that sends you into like this path of like crazy, crazy growth, right? So through that growth, what, what have been some of the items that you are able to identify? You're like, hey, you know, once I set foot on that path, either with the mentorship, either with the books, what, what are those big pillars that you now follow uh, that help you be successful at what you do? Absolutely, man. Um, first of all, your wife sounds like an amazing woman to put up with a guy like you. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I tell her every single day. I'm going to actually tell her, but like, this is the episode that you got to listen. <laughs> <She's> the, <laughs> no, 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 I no but exactly. she, but she, yeah, absolutely. I don't know how, how we're still together. Honestly, <laughs> she loves me way too much. I, I no, love I, her. I love her. Thank you, Katie. I love you too. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's so sweet. No, I was, I was, I'm kidding. I mean, she is an amazing woman, yes. I'm sure. Um, but I've had the same issue, like not the same issue, bad word. See, this is why I get in trouble with my wife because I picked the wrong word. Like, no, no, that's not what I meant. What I meant to say was, yeah, yeah. Like, so there's there's a, there's a mindset difference between like yeah. where my wife comes from and where I come from. But that's kind of the beauty of like a marriage. Yeah. Like, we're working through these things together as we uh, grow uh, and uh, on this beautiful journey. But I think I think one of the the first big pillars to me was seeing that people are playing different games, and I think that I think the media does a very and you got to be careful, like social media. There's a, there's a great saying by Jim Rohn. He says, you are the average of the five people you hang around. Mm -hmm. I believe now that you're the average of like the five social media accounts that you spend the most time consuming information. And mm -hmm. you've got to be very careful about that because I think it's important to, to like go out there and like funnel hack and look at how people are living their life or how they're doing certain things, but not from a judgmental perspective, just as like an observational perspective and see how things are being played and what they're doing. And and, and you've, you've gone on dinner dates with people, like you and your wife, and you go out and, and you're hanging out uh, or whatever. And then you see like, they're, they're really cool people, but they interact this way that's differently. Or they have this level. Like, have you ever been on a date with somebody and they're like, oh my gosh, I thought I was a good husband, but that guy like did this thing. Like he opened all the doors and I was just like, I'm kind of getting lazy about opening my wife's car door. You know what I mean? And it just... From yeah. an observational perspective, it levels you up. And that's what it did for me. The first level mm. of change is awareness. And that was when I had that first lightning bolt moment, when I saw these two paths in front of me, it was a moment of awareness. And it gave me the responsibility and the power to choose which path am I going to go down? Yeah. Am I going to go down the path that I know is certain, it's safe, I know what my mom did, I know what my dad did, go to school, get a good job, I can follow down that path, I can be an engineer, engineer sounds good, it sounds awesome when somebody asks me what I do and I say engineer, they're like, oh my God, this guy's so smart. Little do they know. Or I can go down this other path and it's super uncertain. There's very, there's not, it's not known. Um, that was like the first thing is that moment of awareness. But number two was once I realized like, so the first lesson he taught me that, that first mentor, and it led me to many others. Yeah. He said, I read a book a week. And I was like, what do you mean you read a book a week? I was like, what? And I hadn't picked up a book like, I don't, I barely read in high school. Like I read enough to get a, like a C and I'm like, got my past. What else you want from me? Right. And then, um, but then once I connected the dot that he's wealthy. So it, it, here's, here's like one of the principles that I believe in. Right. So which comes first, the chicken or the egg that this mentor that I was with, um, and I'm still friends with, he makes a million dollars a year, like net, like that's what hits his pocket after all of business expense. He's making over a million dollars a year, which for some people that blows your mind. It is. It's just a number. Don't get emotionally attached yeah. to it. He was making that kind of money. To me, I was like, oh my gosh, what? And he said, like, no matter what happens, at the end of every week, I read a book. I was like, well, okay, I don't know how to make a million bucks, but I can at least figure out a way to, to read a book a week. Yeah. And then once I did that, the second thing it did was it opened me up and it, it made me realize all the things in the world that I don't know. Like, you, like there's, there's what you know, and then as soon as you get this, like, moment of, awareness you're like you pop your head out of like a submarine kind of you know how like they've got the hatch and you open up the hatch and you pop your head out <laughs> yeah and it's just like nothing but ocean. that's what that was me i was like oh i don't know anything <laughs> and then that's when i just i just started reading books and i was like it's all mindset Amazing. like the if you want to grow wealth it's mindset man so anyway that was so, number two <laughs> so awesome so awesome yeah i i love that reference about books because i feel i found that recently right where I grew up 
my dad, he, he's an avid reader. He really likes to read, right? But he, he tried to instill this reading habit in us, but he did it in a way where we saw it more as a... A negative As thing. a punishment, right? Yeah. Because he would be like, you're punished, no TV, you have to read. So every single time I was like, I don't want to read because it's a punishment, <laughs> right? So I grew yeah. up exactly like that. Like I didn't pick up other other sort of books or anything besides school books and not even like I would look for them online and then just look for the part where the answer was. But when I first started, you know, coming into this world and, and listening to people like, oh, I read a book, I read a book, I read this book. I was like... Wow, interesting, right? Um, I started picking up books, and one of the first books that actually introduced us to this world was Dotcom Secrets by Russell Brunson, right? And I mean, that's a book that came out in like 2014. And that's when I was like, whoa, like, look what this book taught me, right? And, I was, and then I started hearing we, we were following Ty Lopez at the moment, right? That he, He's huge. He's like reading the one book a day. I don't know how he does it, fast read, whatever. I don't know that that technique. But I was like, how cool. Like, exactly what you said was my my thought process. It was like, wow. Like, eventually you realize, like, oh, imagine if I could know other things. Like, what's out there that I don't know? And you yeah. start, like, build it, this curiosity starts building up in you. And you're like, wow, I want to learn more about that, right? And eventually started picking up more books. And now this year... Um, I feel like it has been the, the, the year that I have read the most. I'm like reading three books at the same time. You know, like in the morning, I read one in the <laughs> afternoon. When I'm eating lunch, I read a different one. And then at night, I'm, the, I'm reading a, a totally different one. And I'm enjoying it now because I'm like, wow. And I'm connecting the dots. I, I feel like at the same time, it's helping me develop my, my own thought, right? Yeah. Like helping me come up with my own ideas, not just grabbing ideas from the books. Um, so I, I mean, I, I love it. I absolutely love that. And just so you know, by the end of the, the podcast, we'll probably ask you some questions <laughs> some about, recommendations. About, about books. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So the, this, like the, this concept came up, uh, I first was like familiar with it when we were in a presentation with Steve Larson and then later our own, and then later with Alex Sharfin. So as, as we started to read more books, right, we started getting a lot of points of view from a lot of people, right? This is this way, then somebody else is like opposing to that and then we'll read a third one on the topic and they're like, it's like in between in the middle. Uh, how do you how do you filter the information? How do you go through, because clearly those authors are very successful at what they do, but they might have very opposing points of view. So how do you filter that information and then how do you take that information and apply it to your day to day? That's a, man. That's such a good question because there's so there's so much information out there. How do you figure it out, right? Okay, so let's think about this. What do y'all know anything about soccer? Uh, <laughs> maybe one thing or two. Do, yeah, do, maybe, you, yeah. do you use your feet to kick the ball? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's try to do this. I might we might mess all this up, but it's going to be an adventure together. So let's, let's do, do it. it. Let's okay, do you it. ready? So ready. So yeah. what makes Messi so great at soccer? Like, what's his strength in the game? everything he's like a, the god <laughs> well i personally think that he does always very similar things in a very good but he's the best at doing those like if you see him play the way he plays he's not like fancy he doesn't do like these yeah. crazy moves 
he's very consistent on the moves that he does, but he always does him like crazy. Like it's impossible to take the ball away from him. Yeah, he's very consistent on the way that he dribbles the ball, especially like how he attacks like to the goal, the way that he shot, he shoots the ball. Um, I mean, Messi is a very complete player, honestly. But I, li I like it. I, li yeah. I like the way you're going. He has a very specific yeah, so like, like way to play. It was a big controversy. There was, he's a great player. He's an amazing. He's like the greatest of all time, right? I, I agree. Arguably, I agree with that. Yeah. Yes. And, and um, now there was controversy because we thought he might leave his team this summer. It was gotten mm -hmm. super weird, and yeah. So, would could you would you say that whatever team we put him on, he's going to be successful in what he does, even if it's a terrible team? I personally, like he's going to be great, and he can. Yeah, I, I believe team. he will. He would be successful. Yeah. I think he would to okay. an extent, right? Because even even in the team that he plays now, the Barcelona, right? Like where where he had teammates around him that elevated his game, it was like unstoppable, right? Like you see this season is probably the worst start of the season that they've had in the last 20 years. He's still the same player, but who's around him, right? I mean, he, he's been yeah. consistent for like 20 years, you know? There's no player that has done that. Yeah, uh, I do agree. I think if he goes to a different team, will the team become the best team in the world? No. Would will he still be the best in in history? I think yes. Yes, absolutely. Now there's and there's things about his game that make him great. Now he is a really an all around player, and the thing is that we can take him and we can put him anywhere, and it's going to elevate the team. And there's like even if the strategy, you know, soccer has a bunch of different strategies. There's mm -hmm. there's there's all kinds of things you can do strategically, like as a strategy to yeah. win the game. But being a great player, like there's principles in his game. Like one of the principles, the fundamentals you've got to be good at is dribbling with the soccer ball, right? Mm -hmm. And you've also got to have, you've got to be able to shoot and score and you've got to be able to shoot and score at range. And you know, like, you know, there's so, and there's so many different things to the game. Yeah. And you can break them down. Like I think about it, like, like very, in a very big, broad term, there's like soccer, the game. And then you can get really, really like niched into like, fundamentals of the game so when i'm reading something i do it in a very similar way in that there's like there's foundational things that you're never going to persuade me to believe like for mm -hmm. example um in my content i'm never going to cuss like you're just never going to hear me say a cuss word i'm just it's just no there's nothing gary v does it and he's very successful at it yeah it's just not going to be my thing yeah. right that's like it's not something that or i'm never going to insult my audience Like, hey, welcome you all, you stupid. Like, I'm never going to do that. Just, and it's just so like there's there's these things that are deep beliefs with inside of me. If we're talking about the frame of content as profit, or there's these deep beliefs about like that Messe has about soccer. And like, yeah. like I've been playing soccer 20 years. I'm not going to do this differently, but yeah. I will listen to new strategy. If we're talking football, I can take Tom Brady from the New England Patriots and put him on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the the, the offense may be different. But there's fundamentals to the yeah. game that are never going to change. And you can take those fundamentals in 2020, and then you can look back in time to like 1890. To give you an example of what I mean, there's a book. In, now, this is a heavy book. I don't recommend this to anybody that's like just getting in the game of reading. But it's on Andrew Carnegie. It's the most, I think it was published in 2014, and it's called Carnegie. Andrew Carnegie is one of my favorite entrepreneurs of all time because yeah. he's got this amazing quote. He says, I'm going to spend the first half of my life building wealth. And I'm going to spend the second half of my wealth giving it all away. And that wasn't just lip service. That's what he did. Have you have you all heard of Carnegie Hall? Yes. You know, like the big, that's yeah. him. Carnegie yeah. Library, that's him. There yeah. are people in 2020, 
Now, Andrew Carnegie, um, I think he died like in 1901 or something like that. I don't remember. He died a long, like over a hundred years ago. People are living on a pension that he established. He knew he wasn't going to, he knew he was dying faster than he could give away all of his money because he made so much money. Isn't that a great problem to have? Yeah. I'm in for that problem, right? <laughs> so he was dying faster than he could give all of his billions away. So he established a pension. People are still living off of that money today. That's how great wow. the guy was. But to give wow. you to give you like a full circle on your question of like, how do I read books and like filter out the information and like what's true, what's not true? Because all these people are successful. Even back in 18, it was during the Civil War. So it was like 1865, 1867, something like that. Um, it was like before then, but he just like he had he had bought some stock. Now, don't don't get too caught up on like the details. The principle is what we're going for. So he bought some stock. The stock paid a dividend, which means it pays him income just for owning the share, for investing in the company. And he got his first dividend check. He was like 16 years old. He got his first dividend check and it was like 25 bucks or whatever it was. Yeah. And he it was like, like if he had an iPhone, he would have like text his buddies mind blown. Like <laughs> Betty yeah. He couldn't believe that he invested in a company and he got a dividend. Like they sent me, I gave them money and they're sending me money back. And I'm going to get this like every month or every quarter. It was like, he couldn't believe it. Yeah. And there and there's this great quote in there um, about like what he was telling his family. He's like, I can't believe it. And he had made good money as an employee, like trading time for money. But the dividend check of like, I, I totally forgot I invested in this company and the money just showed up. Like that was so mind blowing to him that, that he built his entire life on that. So there's, when I'm mm. when I'm reading information, there's these principles, there's these foundational things like I'm going to seek income that doesn't require me to be there. It was mind blowing in 18, you know, 57 to Andrew Carnegie. And it was mind blowing to me at 23 years old when I first had my rental property. I my my mortgage on my my rental property was nine nine hundred and seventy one dollars. The income check that I received was thirteen hundred and fifty bucks. So it was like a, almost like a four hundred dollar profit. That yeah. was so mind blowing to me that for the rest of my life, I'm going to commit to mailbox money. All of my time is going to go to that principle. Yeah. The same thing because that's a time tested. So I'm looking for those frameworks. I'm looking for that. Charlie Munger is another guy I mentored with, and I'll wrap this up, but Charlie Munger is another guy I mentored with. He's he's a co-founder of a company called Berkshire Hathaway. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know that name, but they do know Warren Buffett. That's yep. his co-founder. Um, Charlie calls them mental latticeworks. It's a way that you look at the world that's like based in reality. And if it doesn't measure up against this latticework, then you discard it. You know, like, mm. you know, whether that's a faith, whether that's a, a way that you're going to treat your spouse, whether that's a way that you're going to raise your kids. Like if you're if your dad yelled at you a lot as a kid, and you're like, I'm never going to yell. Yeah. So if a book tells me that you got to yell and beat your kids, I'm you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's those things that you just you have to be OK with the rest of your life and living that way. And if the if it falls because there's and to wrap all this up, there's a million different ways to be successful. I think the most important thing is that you're congruent with who you are as a person. So yeah. then you can develop a belief system inside of you that nothing can knock down because the storm comes for every entrepreneur. And if you are strong, if you're strong with your partner, you're strong with your spouse, then you can weather any storm. Yeah. Does that answer your question at all? I, 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 yes. I love that because, you know, I, I relate this to going back to building your own business, right? When we first started, we were uh, shiny object syndrome. Let's jump from one strategy to the other, trying yeah. to figure out the fastest way to make money, right? The fastest way to grow our business. And 
we would end up nowhere, literally. And it wasn't until we decided to, okay, what are the principles, right? Let's focus on those that work for us and be consistent with them. And that's what I'm listening in your message right now is that you are trying to understand the principles behind all these frameworks, all these strategies. And then you're, you're saying, okay, which one of these is going to benefit me, my way of living, right? My, my ethics, my values, everything. Yeah. And I'm going to stick with that one and be consistent through the rest of my life. And I mean, it's no secret, right? Like, Uh, you, you mentioned Munger, right? And Warren Buffett, he has been like one of the most consistent, like, you know, uh, investors in history, right? If not the most. And he does yep. that one thing um, and, and they stick to it. And the more I look at successful people, I notice like the more consistent they are with that one thing they do, yeah. which is amazing. So, I, you know, when my brother asked that question, Not too long ago, I actually came across this statement that it was like, if you want to, like, you can read a bunch of, and again, this is paraphrasing totally, but you can read a bunch of books, but your goal should be to find the principles in those. Because a lot of them are going to have those ideas, right? Like these different strategies from people, you know, uh, colliding against each other. But I feel like the principles, like you said, they stand through time like they are never going to change so once you find those principles i guess would you say you're actually able to master a topic so i'm guessing now you through your story you managed to learn the principles about money right about uh not only managing money but making money right making the money work for you And now you're yeah. able to do that consistently yeah. throughout time. I love it. I want to I wanna throw a picture out there too. Like, because yes, you answered our questions and I, and I love it, you know, because like I was that guy that would like read these like five different books and then I was like all confused because each one of them was selling something different, right? And then it wasn't until somebody told me like, go find those principles. Do, like what does apply to you? Like, I'll give you permission to like think this way, right? And and onto and I was like, oh man, thank you, right? Like, what was I expecting, right? And uh, and we do it. We, we we now preach it with publishing. There's so many things that you can do around content, and we had that issue when we first started with content, right? People are like, we want content, we want content, we want this, and we're like, okay, there's like a bajillion like strategies, and it wasn't until we executed on the one thing, right? under one principle that everybody mm. said, like we, I think it was like, uh, Jay Owen, he's an, a very successful agency owner. He's like, it doesn't matter what cadence you use. As long as you're consistent, you're going to see the results. And we're like, absolutely. So we grab that and we're like, okay, consistency is one. Right. And we we saw it with the previous Facebook lives that we we're doing. And, and then we're like, okay, the only metric that we're going to measure when we start is consistency because without that, we cannot like, that's, that's the base. Without that, no other results are coming. So after that, we can start playing with it. But then it becomes about what is that one principle that applies to us, right? So with different types of content, obviously, there's different types of strategy. It will come at some point. But today, what can I execute right now, right? And, and obviously, I put it in the context of content because that's what we do. But it can apply for everything in your life. Working out, investing is the same thing. Yeah. Like what applies to you? And then take action consistently. And then from there, that base is going to be strong enough. So, so then you can start adding those Lego pieces afterwards. So I love it. Thank you so much. Now, 
I'm assuming those are some of the principles that you guys are bringing to Pivot with Profit and helping a bunch of amazing businesses out there through these harsh times. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's really, that's what kind of happened. With Pivot with Profit, just kind of, for like my entire life has just been this weird, like reluctantly teaching these things because who's who's fortunate enough, I almost felt this guilt of having a multimillionaire mentor at 17. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, like 17, I don't feel like I can do anything in life. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I just moved out of my mom's house and now I've got to go like learn from him. I just felt like, oh my gosh. But then I felt like I have to do this for whatever reason. My mom grew up with this guy, whether it's God, whether it's the universe, whatever you want to say, for whatever reason, fate brought us together. I've got to pursue this full speed. And the same kind of thing happened. So in pursuit of building a business and getting freedom, I ran into this road. Have either of y'all seen that movie Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey? Oh, I have not. I have. So uh, good. Super random fact. Like, <laughs> I started reading so um, after the concussion. I read this sci-fi book. And last night I was actually thinking, like, I want to watch a sci-fi movie. And I was like, huh, Interstellar. Why should I, sh I should watch that? So now that you bring it up, I'm definitely going to go watch it. Just going to say a uh, po point for Luis da here because I've watched it. Every yes. He's, 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 he's getting an election after this. I got to, like, vote. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah. No he, he's so, desperate for votes, but it's okay. We're actually planning on putting, like, opportunities uh, everywhere. Right here, a scoreboard, right? And then that nobody knows what it is. And after we ask the question, we go and, like, mark it. But, <laughs> yeah. I, so, sorry, Will. Sorry, sorry. Keep going. No, you're good. I was gonna, I was gonna tell you a story about Interstellar, but I don't want to ruin the movie for you. That's fine. That's um, fine. It's, a, it's all good. You can, you can share it. Go ahead. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. So, so like basically, I was in pursuit of building this business, getting to pivot with profit, and then we'll wrap this thing up so y'all can do your stuff. But, um, in pursuit of building a business, my big dream, my entire life, was to be able to spend time with my kids. If my, if my kids, like I've got a seven-year-old son and I've got a four-year-old daughter, and if they just want to go to the park and play for six hours, then let's go do it. Daddy yeah. doesn't have any obligations because I've got total freedom. Like for example, um, I don't know, like back in like March or something, like they wanted to go to the park. So we went to the park and then we found this stream of like tadpoles and they were like, hey, can we take some home and raise them? And I was like, sure. And so like, then you know, like, so, and that was like in the, on a Tuesday or Wednesday or something. And we'd have to go down there every day and like they turn into a frog and we got to take it back. And we did all this cool stuff. And that's been my dream my entire life, but Amazing. in pursuit, of that thing there's actually a really good song on this it's by harry chapin and it's called cats in the cradle and i encourage all parents to listen to that song at least one time a year just to give you perspective on like what it's all about but that was my big dream like that's the whole reason i'm in business and i started in business um is, is just to have freedom i want to do what i want when i want with whoever i want for as long as i want and that happens to be at the top of the list is my wife and my two kids well the irony of me pursuing that thing early on in my business career, I was not very good. I would I would go out there and I would sit with people and I'd you know, with a potential customer and I would show my thing, my presentation. Hey, here's why I'm awesome. Do you want to buy? And I got so many no's at that like I remember because I, I would had a full time job at one point in my life yeah. and then I was trying to like have a side hustle and build a business on the side and so I would be out all hours of the night. So in pursuit of spending more time with my family. I was actually not with my family. Like I would get my, I'd wake up at 4.45 in the morning, drive to work. By the time I got home at night after like all my business meetings, it'd be like nine or 10 o'clock at night. My kids are in bed. So Monday through Friday, I never saw my children, mm -hmm. which is super crazy because that's what I'm living for. That's what I'm yeah. working so hard for. That's why I'm reading all these, all these 
darn books, man. Like I'm trying to get good and I can't make any money. And I'm so my wife and I had this conversation and she goes, you're going to have to do something because you're gone all hours of the night. You, you say you're doing business meetings, but we don't have any money coming in. What's going on? And it reminds me of the movie Interstellar. Spoiler alert, Luis. I'm sorry, man. You might have to put the earmuffs on, brother. But <laughs> this is really, this is really powerful. Get the headphones um, off. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> so in the movie, so the premise of the movie Interstellar. I'm not going to ruin it yet. I'll tell you when I'm about to ruin it. Um, the premise of the movie Interstellar is that Earth, like, there's the, you can't grow plants anymore. The food's going away. It's really bad. We've got one shot to go explore these other planets to see if we can like move the species of humans to another planet that's a viable place where we can grow food and we can survive. And so Matthew McConaughey selected, he, he goes out there on this mission. And so they've got, there's this point in the movie, okay, I'm getting ready to spoil it. There's this point in the movie where Matthew McConaughey, now when he leaves earth, he's got like a seven year old kid, my son's seven, and yeah. he's got like a four year old son, my daughter's four. Like, dude, I'm like, oh, this so is like, has, this is you. leave them behind. He says, listen, yeah. I got to go save Earth. I'll be back. When I get back, then we'll hang out and we'll do dad stuff. It should only be a year. Well, there's this point in the movie where he has to go down to this planet and he has this decision to make as a father. I got to go down to this planet. The gravity on that planet is such that if we if something goes wrong, every minute that passes is like a decade or something like that. Right. It's like every you know whatever like every minute that passes is like a year on earth yeah because the gravity is so much and all that so spoiler alert he goes down there something goes wrong like seven minutes go by by the time he gets up to the ship he's been getting these video feeds from his kids and it's like hey dad i love you i miss you and it's like super emotional and all this stuff well then this video feed comes through and it's his daughter when he left earth his daughter was seven and he gets this video feed at this point in time and his daughter's like in her 30s. And I get choked up every time, man. His daughter's like in her 30s. And <clears throat> that was me. That was me. I was I was in pursuit of building this business, trying to get freedom. And I was watching my kids grow up. I would watch them on my cell phone. Mm. My wife's so sweet. She sends me videos. She sends me pictures. And I'm watching my daughter, my son grow up. And then Matthew McConaughey gets this video. His daughter was seven last time he saw her. Now she's 30. Wow. Life's done. Like that... Yeah. What's the point of me? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that that shook me up so much that I had to like figure out these principles of of business, of how do I get freedom? And that's what Chantel Turner and I are doing with Pivot with Profit. We're teaching those principles. So another spoiler alert, I broke free. I was able to do it. My kids are still young. They didn't grow up before my eyes and it didn't, you know, didn't all flash before me and I didn't miss out. And that's what we're teaching other business owners to do is to use the power of the greatest leverage tool ever built, which is the power of the internet, to get more customers into their storefront. So if you're a storefront business owner and you want to figure out how to use the power of the internet, the greatest leverage tool ever, to get more customers in the door, to make more money with your customers so you can ultimately get more freedom of time to do what you want but still serve your customers, that's what we're doing. And you can learn that at pivotwithprofit.com. There's Ooh. there's a ton of training, a bunch of good stuff. So. Anyway, man, I didn't mean to get all fired up and emotional, man. Now I'm just crying and stuff. <laughs> Let's go. That I is love so it. That yes. is so good. And thank you for the story because I felt very similar when I saw that movie. And you'll probably see at some point. You know, he, yeah, he says sure. that he's going to watch movies, but he never does. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I, I should wait <laughs> till I have kids to watch that movie. No, it's okay. It's a super <laughs> cool movie. Anyways, but but I relate, right? Because like I, I come from the fitness industry, brick and mortar business, small business ownership, like not me, but but I saw the owners, right? And uh, and I and I 
they were like involving the day to day. And we see that very commonly, like w with those type of businesses, right? And then we have this amazing tool like the internet that allows you to, to get there, but it doesn't work if you don't understand those principles. So if you're listening, guys, I highly, highly recommend we hang out with Chantel a few weeks back and uh, they're amazing. So the links are going to be down in the description. All you got to do is scroll down, go there, find out those principles. You know, you might or might not hear a story from me in there. <laughs> that shameless plug just saying <laughs> but uh but yes i mean w the second we understood those principles and started taking action consistently mm -hmm. that's where when our building uh, our business started to to take off uh, and it's amazing right like it, it's it's night and day it's like you said that image of being in the in the submarine and then just opening the hatch and then you're like man this is completely different but at the same time you have people you know like will and chantel that's gonna guide you through through the entire process and at the same time if you have something like that and happens with content we can help you too so uh with that being said we have two more questions will you ready let's do this i'm in all right so what is an awesome action point that so anybody can do today to move that needle forward right how can we get a win after the action point that you're going to give us today oh about like money you're talking about with it money? could be money it could be people with profit it could be something that we can do today to move that needle right what do we need to understand what is like something very like easy simple so we can get that win and get that momentum so then we can move the needle Yeah, so there's three steps to financial freedom. You've got to pay yourself first. You've got to reduce your taxes to the legal minimum. We learned that with business owners. And you have to control your income. So the first point to do is to practice paying yourself first. That's a principle taught in a book called The Richest Man in Babylon. I encourage all of you to read it. Yes. If you don't have time to read it, then pay yourself first. That's the principle. A portion of all you earn is yours to keep. Why are you working so hard? If you're not going to pay yourself first. So it doesn't matter. Just you have to start with something. If it's 10 bucks a week, put it in your savings account. Practice the principle of every time that you get paid, some place, some piece of that goes to your future self, to some version of you in the future. And then, you know, I can teach you all the other principles, but you just got to start there. I would start there um, paying yourself first. It's single handedly the greatest thing you could ever do. A portion of all you earn is yours to keep forever. So love good. it. Love it. Let's go write a check right now. Fonzie can start his bank account. It's good. Yeah, let's go. Time, time to get that eight-figure bank account. No, I mean, well, I'm not kidding. I mean, it's been for real. Eventually, it will be it, there. It will be there. I'm visualizing. I'm sending energy. I'm putting in the work. So let's go, guys. Let's get it. Let's go. I yeah. love it. All right. So well, we know that you publish a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. and, and you've been around publishing for quite a bit. And you've been around books. Where will you be? I'm gonna I'm gonna reframe this question. Or if you want to answer it that way, you can. Where will you be if you did not publish? Or where will you be if you never like taking in this advice from that guy at 17? Oh my gosh! Um, if I never took advice from that mentor, I would be my life wouldn't be where it's at now for sure, 100. And it wouldn't be for the good. My life would be worse off because. It's just it's just like this the catalyst of everything that happened. Like it led me to one book and the next book led me to the next one and the next one and the next and then this action. And then I mean, I would probably be fatter, I'd probably be unhealthier just because my mind wouldn't be open to new ideas. You know, I wouldn't be open to like yeah. to you know, maybe I shouldn't eat so much sugar. You know, like everything, maybe I I wouldn't like read a relationship book to improve with my wife. You know, I wouldn't read a parenting book to improve with my kids. So 
that one thing, I would I would be worse in like every category of life. And then publishing, man, publishing, if I didn't publish as often as I do, I don't know that I would have clarity in my message, which means that I don't know that I would have clarity in like my life. It just, the, the more I publish, the more I get my, mm. my message out there, like wh whether a big audience, a small audience, it doesn't matter. The more times that I do it, the more clarity that I get. And then when I'm teaching people and I'm seeing the reactions and they're giving me feedback and I'm refining my message, you really see this and I get better. Publishing makes you better at everything, but you really see this when you're trying to explain something to a kid. Albert Einstein said, um, you don't really understand something until you can explain it to a five-year-old. And that's the <laughs> yeah. truth. Like how many of us out there that are publishing can explain it where a child can understand what you're talking about? Yeah. Ooh, and so I think publishing more gets you that better. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. We often say that one of the benefits that publishing has had for us is, you know, helping us put those thoughts into words and to build up on that, what you just said, you know, even making it easier to understand for people. It's a, it's a win, win, win. So thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, so good. Well, thank you. Like today's episode has been full of golden yeah. boulders, how we call it. Be before we leave, <laughs> you know, we've talked about books. And again, I usually ask this question of cameras, but you know, what is one book that changed your life or at least challenge some of the beliefs that you had he has a ton in the background can you see i, I know i know and i'm sure he had plenty of recommendations <laughs> but what would be one that you say like you could say right now like wow this one was influential in my life you know man uh, there i'm going to give you one that i i don't typically recommend a whole lot but you wouldn't believe this or uh, you probably wouldn't think this but i'm not i'm more of an introvert i would rather not be on camera i'd rather not be speaking but because i I happened to grow up with this guy that I had to because I had this insider information from the wealthy and yeah. people needed to know about it because that's where I came from. So I just kind of went to those people first. Yeah. Um, but I really struggled with timidity, be like being timid, being scared, being like, ah, what are they going to say about me? I, I really mm. struggled with that. Um, and the opposite of timidity is boldness, entering with boldness. And I read a book by Robert Greene. It's called The 48 Laws of Power. Ooh. And in that book, there's a chapter about Napoleon Bonaparte, the French military leader and there's a there's a like that there's one section in there that talks about how timid the hare is the hare being the rabbit and yeah. how bold a lion is and how mm. you know how no matter how well a, a hare or a rabbit plans their day a lion still ends up eating them at the end of the day and timidity can kill you but boldness on the other hand that if you enter with boldness if you enter your life if you enter your content your publishing with boldness and you make a mistake the thing we all fear you can overcome that mistake with more boldness that one section it's like ingrained in my brain i can still see it in my mind like the picture of the page and me reading it that changed my course forever because i became okay with boldness with entering life with boldness and not being the previous version of me that's timid all the time and so it's kind of not on topic to what we talked about but it kind of is so 48 laws it. of power by robert green i love it i'm gonna i actually have that book at the house i have not read it yet so i'm gonna dive gonna into that one move up to yeah. the list uh, yeah yeah for sure <laughs> I, i'm reading good to great right now so as soon as i'm done with that one i'm gonna i'm gonna read the 48 laws of power 
Oh man, so so good. Again, yeah, thank well, you. Thank you so much from you know your backstory to like the principles. How do we find that information and grab it from these books, these mentors, right? How do we make it our own? And then how are we actually being bold to put it out there to the world through you know all the content so you people can actually you know help others and provide that value like you guys are doing in in, in pivot with profit. Thank you so much for the lessons. How can people connect with you? How can people reach out to you if they have any questions? If they want to just chat. Absolutely. So if you want to learn how to get your storefront business online, use the greatest leverage tool so you get more freedom, go to pivotwithprofit.com. You can find me on Instagram. That's probably the best place to contact me at moneymanmyers. Um, if you want to get a free copy of my How Money Works book, go to howmoneyworksecrets.com and I'll send you a free copy. Those are the seven money milestones that it takes for anybody, no matter your background, education, lack thereof, ethnicity, it doesn't matter. It's the seven money milestones to get to freedom financial freedom that's how many work secrets.com but content is profits where it's at baby. <laughs> this is awesome man thank uh, you guys for having me this is so fun absolutely this man. Was amazing thank, thank you, you so much well don't leave yet you gotta experience the hispanic goodbye and you gotta let us know who's your favorite brother but with that being said thank you so much for tuning into the contents profit podcast go ahead and subscribe hit smash that subscribe button and follow us on social media at the beast bros co that's right and if you find this episode impactful please don't forget to share it and and leave a five-star review. Thank you. Thank you, guys.